Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're going to look at the book of Revelations and kind of just do a setup for it. Um, I know this is a, a day late, dollar short. Um, we've already started the, the readings, but I thought it'd be good to just make it available to you. And um, again, it's sharing my journey. I've been reading about it and doing my own research. And so I figured I would just go ahead and read the sections that I've gotten and that I've been going through. Of course, this is from A.W. Tozer. And it's also, though, um, I'll be getting into eventually getting some uh, works by Spurgeon and whatnot. I've wanted to explore his works and his writings. So whatever he has to say about the various uh, books that we'll be reading, be it Revelations or whatever the next set of chapters are, um, we'll see. But I just wanted to share this with you. But before we do, and before I start reading it, I just want to open in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for guiding us and blessing us. You're very generous to us that you've given us a roadmap to your heart and to our our life. And I just pray, Father, as we go through this book of Revelations, that you would be the one who opens our eyes and guides us. And I just pray that we would grow closer to you, that we would really, truly seek after your kingdom that that would be the desire of our heart and that we would grow closer to you and bring you honor and glory. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's interesting as I've been reading um, various commentaries, various writings and whatnot about um, Revelation. It's I keep reading that it's complicated. I keep reading that there's so much to learn and to decipher, and that sometimes it's really scary and violent. And having read it multiple times, I would say that it can be confusing. But the reason I like Tozer's, he basically is going to say it's not complicated, and God wrote it for us. So that's why I'm reading this and reading his point of view, because I agree. I think that there's things that, are, that we won't understand. It doesn't mean that they're complicated. It just means... God hasn't revealed it to us yet. So anyways, with that, I'm just going to go ahead and get started in uh, reading what Tozer says about the book of Revelation. So he starts out with a background. The book of Revelation is apocalyptic. The original Greek title of this book referred to the apocalypse, meaning unveiling of things known to God. The book's symbolic imagery is meant to comfort, not confuse, its readers. The Apostle Paul is widely believed to be the author of the book, the title of which includes his name as the visionary. His name appears repeatedly in the first and, and concluding chapters. In one nine, John reveals his whereabouts, noting that he received the visions at Patmos, a very small Greek island in which he was exiled in his old age. A voice like a trumpet says, I am the first and the last. And write on the scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches in Asia. The message of Revelations is, it's the message of Revelations. Christians in the Roman Empire experiencing increased persecution under, under the rule of Domitian. The first chapters, which detail strengths and weaknesses of the seven churches in Asia, referring to the impending crackdown on believers who will not worship Caesar 
and to the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world. That's in chapter 3, verse 10. Beginning in chapter 4, John describes visions of heaven where the Lamb opens a series of seals, each revealing an aspect of peril and destruction. Persecution comes in the form of beast, false prophets, and the great dragon. The final battle between the forces of heaven, led by the risen Christ and the forces of evil, ends in a victory for the forces of heaven. When Christ returns to reign on earth for 1,000 years, Satan will be bound and cast into the lake of fire. The book ends with a vision of the new heaven and new earth, and the hope of the return of the risen Christ. Time frame of Revelations. The Revelation was probably written toward the end of John's life, during his exile on the island of Patmos, basically from AD 90 to 95. The outline of it, there's eight main sections. There's the greeting, the visions uh, begin, and that's in chapter 1, verse 9. That's we, We've read that. Messages of the seven churches, that's from chapter 2 through uh, 3. And then John's vision of heaven. And we'll see God's glorious throne, the book with seven seals, the sealing of 144,000, and the sounding of trumpets. Uh, the fifth section is the Lamb's battle. There's about four chapters on that. Then the Lamb's triumph, where the woman and the scarlet beast are, the fall of Babylon, rider on the white horse, the resurrection of the dead. Then in the seventh section is the Lamb's kingdom. And finally, then the eighth is the conclusion. The various scriptures, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him, to show his servants must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. uh, Chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation is a great book because it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is not, as some suppose, a book just for theologians, scholars, and historians. Although the book presents a complex message, it is written for ordinary people like like you and me. We have choices as to what we will do with the Revelation. I warn you that it is entirely possible to turn the Revelation into a source of blight to your soul. On the other hand, it is possible to find in this Revelation a great source of light and blessing. I vote for the latter. As far as I'm concerned, that's Tozer, we are dealing in the Revelation of the Word of God. To try to plumb divine mysteries and to learn divine truths without sorrow in our hearts and tears in our eyes is vanity and futility ten times multiplied. Even that confuses me a little bit, but we'll just keep going on. Revelation raises questions that none of us can answer. There are many details in God's plan for the end of of this age that we do not know. Admittedly, some preachers seem able to preach wonderful sermons about things they do not know, but I refuse to be placed in that category. Kind of a slam there. That'd be a mean Twitter, uh, Twitter tweet, wouldn't it? We need not decipher and decode mysteries, mysterious symbols to determine the outcome of this conflict of the ages. There is a plain and radiant theme from the beginning to the end of the revelation. Jesus is victor. God is always first. These are his reflections now that he has from the book. God is always first and God will surely be last. To say this is not to draw God downward into the stream of time and involve him in the flux and flow of the world. He stands above his own creation and outside of time, but for the convenience of his creatures, who are children of time, he makes free use of time words when referring to himself. 
So he says that he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Man in the plan of God has been granted considerable say, but never is he permitted to utter the first word nor the last. That is the prerogative of the deity, deity and one which will never surrender, one which he will never surrender to his creatures. Man has no say about the time or the place of his birth. God determines that without consulting that, the man. One day the little man finds himself in consciousness and accepts the fact that he is. There is volition, There his volitional life begins. Before that he had nothing to say about anything. After that he struts and boasts and utters his defiant proclamations of individual freedom and encouraged by the sound of his own voice he may declare his independence of God and call himself an atheist or an agnostic. Have your fun, little man. You are, the only, you are only chattering in the interim between first and last. You had no voice at the first, and you will have none at the last. God reserves the right to take up at the last where he began at the first. And you are in the hands of God, whether you will or not. This knowledge should humble us and encourage us too. And this is the section, this is the part where I like it a lot, is as we get through this, and he talks about sin. This knowledge should humble us and encourage us too. It should humble us when we remember how frail we are, how utterly dependent on God. And it should encourage, encourage us to know that when everything else has passed, we may still have God, no less surely than before. Adam became a living soul, but that becoming was not of his own volition. It was God who willed it and who executed his will in making Adam a living man. God was there first, and when Adam sinned and wrecked his whole life, God was there still. Adam did not know it, perhaps, but his whole future peace lay in this, that God was there after he had sinned. The God who was there at Adam's beginning and remained there at his ending, God was there last. That's the part for me that is just so cool. And the whole concept about time, that God was there at the beginning. He is the Alpha. And he's there at the end, the Omega. We may have our time and we have our own choices. But God is there at the beginning and he determines when we start and he determines when we end. He's also there after we sin. He's still by our side, even when we've sinned. The comfort in that is immense. And I take it very personally, and I'm very grateful for it and humbled. So with that, I'm just going to end this, end this with a quick prayer. Father, I thank you, and I just pray that this reading and this time would have benefited you and your people. I pray you'd be honored and glorified, that our hearts and our spirits would have heard what you wanted us to hear, and that we would be touched and grow closer to you because of it. I just thank you for all that you've done. I pray that today would be a wonderful day, a day in which you're honored and glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks a lot for joining me, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.